Last time on Pokemon Rollout, after completing their training in the Monastery of the Scaled Fist, our trainers departed using laundry chutes, the fastest way to head out of the monastery, on their way to Land's Meet. Each trainer took a different laundry chute and had a different adventure. Charlie went down first and had a great time as he flew through the chutes, even though Katana didn't enjoy it as much. He came to a break in the tunnel where two Crustle were blocking the path, but Nilly the Kadabra teleported them past the rock Pokemon to safety. Professor Sneeze didn't have as smooth of a ride. Despite using Arthur the Hone Edge to help him through the tunnels, he took several injuries. As Sneeze exited the chutes, a large tentacle from a Tentacruel reached out to grab him, but it was quickly sliced by Arthur. Liliana had a comfortable ride with Grunge until she came out of her chute and was ambushed by a bayonet, but she was able to get past it easily. Charlie, being near his home, released Bernie from his Pokeball to walk with him. As soon as Bernie was released, though, he ran off, blazing a trail behind him. Why did Bernie leave in such a rush? Will our heroes rejoin each other? What lies ahead on this side of the mountains? Find out today on Pokemon Rollout. Hello and welcome to the world of Pokemon. My name is Nick, but these guys call me their Game Master, and you're listening to Pokemon Rollout, a real play Pokemon Tabletop United RPG podcast. What's your name? I'm Paul, and I play Charlie Goose Time Pine. <laughs> I'm Michael, and I play Professor Rudimentus, not the Duck Sneeze. <laughs> and I'm Lydia, and I play Liliana, don't touch me, Shadow Garden. <laughs> 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 All right. <laughs> uh, I love this. I love this group. <laughs> uh, when last we left off, the uh, trainers had just gone through a earthen chute through the mountain and came out in various places. Oh, we're all separated. Yeah, mm-hmm. that was a crazy episode. And Bernie's gone. Yes, <gasps> Bernie has run off. I believe what happened last is Professor Sneeze was uh, looking with general education. He kind of figured out where they were about two days from Landsmeet. Mm-hmm. Liliana was using Grunge to track down the scents of the other two and find them. And Charlie was chasing after Bernie, who is a Blaziken. So he's following his footsteps more than anything. Basically, what I'm thinking right now is do uh, Liliana and Professor Sneeze, since they're both kind of looking for each other and in the same area, you guys are going to meet up fairly quickly, I figure. Okay. Okay, okay so um, Charlie, I'm going to start with Liliana and Professor Sneeze since they're both together, if that's okay. Yep, go for it. Can we say that Liliana sees Professor Sneeze first? Most likely he, she would, yes. Undoubtedly. Okay, Undoubtedly. great. She's going to hide. My perception is not that good. <laughs> um. Are you telling Grunge this? Because my thought process is he sees a friend and goes running towards the friend. 
oh, she absolutely, like, grabs him quick and puts her <laughs> hand over his mouth and goes, okay, we're going to play a game. Are He's you like, ready? Friend, friend. You know? <laughs> Just, like, yoink down. Get back. <laughs> <laughs> okay, game. Sure. Okay, so you hide. Uh, give me a stealth check, and Professor Sneeze, give me a perception check. Okay. It's not going to be good. Five. You literally cannot fail to hide from his roll. Wait, I got to roll two more dice. 19 for Liliana. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to have uh, Archie out with me. Okay. Eight for Grunge. Say so Grunge can only fail if he, if he rolls the worst possible rolls. What does Archie have on his perception? Oh, yeah. Okay. Yep. I should roll that. His perception is the same as mine, so it's... Yeah. <laughs> Snake eyes. Okay. <clears throat> So Archie's just discussing the relevant flora and fauna of the area with you, um, and is definitely not paying attention to the place where waste place around you. Well, as long as we, you know, eventually make it to lands meet Archie, I think you know we'll, we'll at least meet up with the others on the way. If not there, we'll, we'll, uh, I hope Charlie's okay. He's liable to get lost. Liliana's probably fine. Liliana is going to pick up Crunch. And then whisper in his ear, sneak attack, and just throw him at Professor Sneeze and Archie. <laughs> okay. Roll a d20 for accuracy, just for fun. Okay. <laughs> I got a six. Okay. <laughs> That's probably good enough. So, yeah, uh, Professor Sneeze, you're walking down the road when suddenly Grunge hits you in the midsection. <laughs> What's Grunge? Oh my. Uh, that was. Hi? What's. Where'd you come from? I mean, he does what all dogs do when you end up on the floor, so... Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. stop. You can... <laughs> Your breath is so hot. Uh. And then, can I say Liliana sneaks up? Because I'm assuming Archie probably fell off of Professor Sneeze's so- shoulders. Uh, Archie jumped off, seeing what happened, and kind of landed, yes. Ooh, can she try and catch him in midair? Sure. Uh... Cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, give me another accuracy roll, I'll say. Or actually, uh, give me an acrobatics check. Mm-mm. <laughs> Mm-mm. Don't drop him, don't drop him. Eleven. Yes, you are able to catch Archie by, uh, you actually grab his hand's tail. Mm. She's gonna, like, grab his hand tail and then swing him, without, like, hurting him, of course, but, like, swing him up onto her shoulders. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Do I, do I see Liliana now? Probably, with her, you know, grabbing Archie out of midair and putting him on her shoulders. Right. Yeah. Hey, sneeze, look, I caught an apom. <laughs> that, that's impressive, Liliana. It's... Uh, why? It's so exhausting hanging out with you sometimes. Why? Uh, I didn't do anything. Okay. Yep. Good. Thank you. Okay. Yes, good to see you too, Grunge. Okay. Get me up. Uh. <sighs> Uh, I'm glad you're safe. Um, have, you, have you seen Charlie? No idea, but Grunge was trying to sniff him out. Oh, good thinking. Um, yeah, let's... Uh, I mean, we're headed towards Landsmeet, but I don't think Charlie would know which way to go. He's probably going the opposite direction. <laughs> <laughs> that must be him now! <laughs> I, heard, I heard his Pokedex. Still no no cell phones in the Chandy region. Excuse oh. me one moment. <laughs> no worries. Anyways. <laughs> okay. 
Yeah, I, I have a good feeling he probably has no idea where he's going, so... It would be lucky if we even found him within the day. <laughs> but uh, it'll be fine. He, he always gets where he needs to be. He has Katana. It's such a good thing that Charlie can't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> I think Birdie's probably going to be helpful to him too. So, yeah. He'll be okay. And I trust Grunge's nose. Mm-hmm. Grunge goes cross-eyed trying to look at his own nose. Grunge, put your hat on. <laughs> yeah. ah, he takes a little Grunge. deer stalker cap out. Detective Grunge is on the case. Oh, <laughs> it helps wait. him think. Wait, I I rem just remembered. I have a Pokemon that can help. Um, Snacks, come on out. I send out Snacks. Okay. Um, and Snacks has tracker capability. And Trail Sniffer. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, so, pick up a random scent from nothing, a perception check of 14 or better. Okay, so roll perception plus the focus rank. Yeah, plus your focus rank, which is three for him. So, it's 46 plus three. Yep. And that is a 17. 17. All right. Uh, apparently, Charlie, you know, swiped some snacks before he left the... Uh... <laughs> the monastery of the scaled fist and so snacks himself snacks the munchlax uh is able to hone in on those and starts heading in that direction uh very slowly snacks is overland is three <laughs> yep <laughs> <laughs> yeah so he's he moving keeps, keeps getting distracted by berries yeah he keeps stopping <laughs> to, to, to eat whatever is around um yeah i gotta look this. i, I want to see in comparison what bernie's overland is uh, oh no! <laughs> well, Professor sneezes overland is five, so <laughs> just, I just, just want to see like how, how fast are you guys catching up to Bernie here? Bernie's overland <laughs> uh, oh, is eleven. <laughs> <laughs> He's almost four times faster than Snacks. Oh, no. Archie's is eight, so uh -huh. like wow. Yeah, so Snacks keeps getting distracted and eating things. Grunge is like bounding ahead and then behind him and around, but Snacks is the one with the uh, with the scent. So <laughs> going after him. Eventually, you guys get to uh, the pile of kind of dirty or pseudo rotting uh, clothing and cloth scraps that uh, it seems that Charlie landed on, and you notice burned into the ground, especially on the line that Snacks is following. Uh, large clawed footsteps that Professor Sneeze, without even rolling, you would know come from a Blaziken. It looks like Bernie went off this way. So where Bernie is, probably is where Charlie is. All right. So, so you... good job, good job, Snacks. You you found him. I think we we can take it from here. Come on back. All right. So you start heading in that direction. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Okay. Perfect. All right. So you guys are heading in that direction, Charlie. Uh, you are chasing after Bernie. Are you doing anything to, like, with Pokemon or anything to try to go faster, or...? Yeah, I'm trying to think, because I don't think I have any Pokemon on me that could go faster. Let me think for a moment here. Because um, I got Katana on my back, and, like, knowing that I can't keep up with Bernie. Like, Charlie probably tries for a good ten minutes, but he, he gets <laughs> worn out. Understandable. And so I think uh, Charlie asks K uh, Katana and probably says... Do you do you know what that's about? Like, what? What? Do you know why he took why he took off? Katana kind of looks at you, tilts her head a bit, and is like, and just uh, nods, but doesn't say anything else. 
Pardon me, he's like, uh, wanted to do that Frodo meme. All right, keep your secrets then. <laughs> <laughs> Despite Charlie's bad, uh, bad geography, he isn't on his home turf. So he, like I said, he knows this area well enough mm-hmm. that even uh, the disorientation of Charlie is not going to be quite that bad. Um, yeah. So and you're th- following burning footprints, so. Yeah, I'm following burning footprints. So I just think uh, that. That's true on two levels. Ha. Hmm? <laughs> you're following Bernie put footprints and you're following Bernie footprints. Yes. <laughs> um, but I think uh, to um, just as kind of a little bit of a protector, because I know that also, like, how close to the Blighted Forest are we? Are we a bit south of that still? Or... Uh, you are south of that still. The Blighted Forest is north of uh, Landsmead, but you seem to be heading in that direction. Would I, um, knowing the area, would I have the sense, like, would I want to have a Pokemon to protect me, or...? Um, you are in the wild around Landsmead, yes. Okay. So then, just to be sure, we uh, get uh, Harry the Absol out, and he's going to help us as we just kind of follow along as we track Bernie and head and keep heading the way Bernie's heading. Okay. Come on, Harry. Come come help us uh, with this. Sorry, Michael, were you asking something? How much time has passed? Because I'm, I'm, I've got bandages wrapped up on me, so every half hour I gain an eighth of my hit points back, and after six hours I'll heal an injury. When we get back to you, you the six hours will have passed. Oh, okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So feel free to heal that fully up. Um, so Charlie, you're following this along. Um, it gets towards nightfall before you really get anywhere, and then you start to notice a smudge in the horizon that could be a town. Still, your sense of direction isn't the greatest, but this is your home turf. You don't really remember there being a town in this area. You're near the Blighted Forest at this point. Okay. Like, uh, fairly near to it, like right near the edge in this area. Um, as you're heading closer, and the burning footprints are heading straight towards this town area. It looks like, you know, um, from where you found Bernie, this was maybe a day or two offshoot. So, like, it, you would you would go west from here for, like, two days or so to actually go where you found Bernie being attacked by Buizel. Okay. Um, so it, so that, that's a ways out still. Mm-hmm. But, the, but Bernie's footprints are heading straight towards this town. Okay. And as you get closer and it resolves itself kind of against the backdrop of the Blighted Forest as the sun is setting, you notice something kind of weird about the town. Can I get a perception check from you? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, perception at we're expert level, so that's five dice. It's bag on this one. 14 in perception. 14. All right. Um, as you're looking through it, you, you notice, you, you think maybe the town's abandoned. Maybe it's not because you're noticing kind of like strange pieces of rubble and areas on it. Like... Some of the buildings, the houses, the areas seem to be fine, but there's like pieces, there's like rubble right next to some of them. And then you notice that a few of the houses look like they've been ripped up from their foundations and flipped upside down. Okay. Hmm. Like something literally tore them out of their foundations, flipped them upside down, and slammed them back down. That seems to be where some of the rubble is coming from as well. Some of the houses obviously could not take that kind of switch. As you're getting closer, you also notice like uh, Bernie's footprints are getting to the town, and then he kind of breaks off in a way, uh, f- like b- further into the bladed forest or more toward west towards Landsmead. Um, more kind of skirting around the town and into the bladed forest. Okay. Um, as he's going in there. Um, so you're getting closer to the town, and then you hear just hear. 
I I stop and uh, I assume do I, I do I want me to do a perception check to see if I know where that's coming from? Um, sure. I assume that's not Katana or Harry. I don't think either of them make that noise. <laughs> <laughs> nope. Does not seem to be either of them. This is a 22 in perception. 22 in perception. All right. Um, you see popping up around about out of the rubble is a small girl with like jet black long hair. She can't be older than like seven or eight. And she's kind of dirty and smudged and is just kind of staring at you like, what are you doing? Come on. Uh, you also notice at the perimeter of the town, a little farther away from you, you just see it's like a light, a, a red light just switched on. It's kind of a pinprick at the moment, but it just kind of popped into place. Okay. And then a few seconds later, that light turns off, and another light, exactly the same as it, but closer, turns on. That's what it seems like, at least. Okay. Um, Pokemon education? Or, like, is there... Sure. Give me a Pokemon education. Sure. Or, on the flip side, like, Paul has a hunch that this might be something from my past. Uh, it's a nine? Well, Char- I should say Charlie's past. <laughs> Not necessarily from Charlie's past. Yes and no. Um... You are not sure. It does seem like, at a second look, that this is probably at least somewhat organic, which suggests a kind of Pokemon, but you're not sure what. Um, the girl seems to have noticed it too, and is still beckoning you, like, come on, hurry, hide, come on, before it sees you. What is, um, what is Harry doing right now? Harry looks incredibly solemn. Like, this maybe is something that he wasn't here in time for. Ah. Oh, that makes Charlie feel kind of bad, but, um, uh, yeah, we, we follow the girl and we, uh, uh, we, I hide out wherever she's hiding. Okay. She gets you and has you duck down right away. Um, do you kind of pop out to look a little bit or you just stay ducked? Uh, for the time being, I'm going to trust her instincts and, uh, Charlie's going to stay ducked. Okay. Uh, you notice just as you're ducked down, the light is getting closer and closer and it kind of pauses where you are and sweeps and then keeps kind of popping away in the same way that it was doing before. It would disappear and reappear and disappear and reappear. She's like, okay, you better go. And she, uh, the girl kind of gives a sigh after it's gone for a little bit. And she's like, okay, you better get out of here before it gets to the perimeter. Get to somewhere. It's going to make another, it's going to make another sweep. And then you're stuck here. What? What's going to make another thing, sweep? What is, what is it? I don't know what it's called. It's just, that's the monitor. We don't know. It's, it's some kind of, just, just listen to me and go. Uh, you hear kind of a scraping of rubble, and then a boy who's about the same age as the girl uh, kind of scrapes, uh, kind of comes down to where you are. It's like, no. All right. It looks like that bird thing kind of came through, but the, the monitor saw it and sent some of the some of uh, the, the weasels the weasels after it. We don't know how long this. Who's this? He's like, I don't know. He, he should be gone already. Well, if he just came, maybe he can help us. He looks like he, have po- he has Pokeballs. No. And they're kind of getting into a squabble about whether you should go or whether you can help or what's going on. Charlie just goes, like, okay, like, I can do whatever we need to. I just I just need to know what is going on. To, what, what's happening? Maybe I can help. If you're... It's probably too late now. It's going to make another sweep and it's going to notice your footprints. Okay, uh, let's land and take her to the nurse. And the boy's like, okay. But they're right there, so maybe she's... Isn't she off her shift? Yeah, okay. Take him, Take him to the nurse. Just go... And so uh, the boy's like, okay, follow me, stay low. They're usually pretty quiet right now, but the monitor never seems to sleep. Just, let's go. 
And so he starts leading you deeper into the actual uh, town itself, which is just destroyed. Uh, should I roll a stealth check? Sure. Give me a stealth check. It's a five. It's a five. Okay. Oh, sorry. It's a seven. It's a seven. Okay. Okay. Uh, you still kind of are moving through. Uh, you notice as you're going through some Pokemon that Charlie remembers from his past as Buizel. Um, There's a few kind of wandering around here and there. Um, you do notice uh, something that you noticed with the Buizel that you saw before, but... Uh, wasn't as noticeable now that these seem to have odd, like, blackish markings in some of their, uh, on some parts of their body that just don't, like, aren't usually what you see on a Buizel. Like, there are some black markings on a Buizel, but, like, one of them will have, like, a black eyebrow instead of a cream-colored eyebrow, or the tip of one of its tails will be black. Okay. And this is like, oh, it looks like they're, it's kind of maybe a familial connection or something. Okay. Um, but they don't seem to notice you. They are kind of wandering and looking a little bit, but they don't seem very motivated. They seem seem to have more fun kind of like breaking a few things and just kind of like wandering around looking for food. Um, okay. But yeah, you're moving through the town and getting towards um, what seems to be a fairly decent, uh, like there actually seems to be a somewhat pristine Pokemon center okay. in the center of the town. Um, and next to that, you can see kind of an open like shallow uh, pool fountain type area. Wonderful. Uh, but then the person takes you aside into a smaller alcove and starts sending you. She's like, okay, here's her house. Stay quiet. She should be able to explain things for you. Come on, go, go on in. And he sends you into the house. Professor Sneeze and Liliana. Uh, you guys are <sighs> heading. <laughs> you guys are following the burning footprints and Charlie's footprints, but uh, night falls before you reach where their destination is. Uh, especially with following uh, snacks, you did lose some time. Um, mm -hmm. So, are you making camp for the night? Are you pushing through? <sighs> I don't think I can go to. I'm not as young as I once was, but uh, here I can. I can help us set up camp. Uh... You were young uh, once. Uh, you'll you'll be my age someday if you don't kill yourself <laughs> in the meantime. I'll die before I'm decrepit. <laughs> Thank you very much. I, I, at least you have goals, I guess. Uh. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Fine, old man. We can go to bed for the night. Even though we've barely done anything, but whatever. Grunge, can you spit up some fire on some wood? Uh, before Grunge can answer, you hear a low howl ring through the air. Hmm. Uh, what's better, perception or Pokemon education? Uh, we're going to go with perception. All right. I'll, I'll roll a Pokemon. Okay. 18 perception. 18 perception. 18 Pokemon ed. All right. Um, Liliana, you know that this howl seems to be coming from behind you, but it's answered by a howl in front of you. So they seem to be on either side, and it does sound like a hunting howl, but you're not sure what it's hunting and going for, precisely. It's going after the old man. <laughs> we can uh, sell the pack. <laughs> Professor Sneeze, you know that these howls are from a lichen rock, specifically from a midnight form lichen rock. Mm-hmm. Um, Rock-type Pokemon who uh, very much enjoy battle and seek out uh, people to fight. 
uh, when they're excited for a fight, their eyes glow red. Um, it is kind of interesting. They're usually somewhat solitary, so it's possible something a little stronger has kind of... Uh, like, the only way Lycanroc really work, especially Midnight Form, really work together is if one of them is stronger than the others and is able to kind of keep them in line. Because then they'll stick around for a chance to fight that one. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, going off of the Howls, since you heard two, there's probably at least three. Uh, yeah, I think we've got uh, a bit of a problem. We better... We gotta get ready for for some trouble. Uh, I'd send out a Pokemon if I were you, and I do that. I say, Shmoopy, come on out. Okay. So you sent out Shmoopy. What Shmoopy? Shmoopy speed is not a Shellos. You're right. She's a Gastrodon. Gastron. You're right. And her speed is eight. Eight. Okay. And Liliana is going to release Trigger the Machoke. Trigger the Machoke. And he has a speed of six. So wait, 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 you're telling me that the sea slug is faster out of water. Yes, is faster than the the lizard bodybuilding guy in his natural <laughs> environment for the yes. most part. All right. It's all this muscle weighing him down. <laughs> faster in initiative. If Schmoopy were to try to walk, nah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So you guys are getting that ready. Ooh, 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 ooh. Yes. Can I, real quick, can I say, Shmoopy, um, climb up this tree right here, make yourself really flat along its trunk, and as soon as anything comes close, just hit it with a water pulse. So it's going to use a stealth check, then? Yeah. Okay. Shmoopy, go ahead and roll stealth. Thirteen. Thirteen. I've never rolled such a high stealth check. <laughs> okay. Um, as... You're kind of getting yourself prepared. Machoke is getting ready. Uh, you're going, night's kind of falling more and more. And then you see from behind you two red pinpricked eyes. They're getting closer. And then from in front of you, two red eyes are getting closer. And then from a side in between them, you hear what sounds like just kind of a bubbling snarl. This sounds somewhat similar to like the snarling and the howling that you're hearing from the other two, but there's something else in it. It sounds kind of crazed. Mm. Let's get closer. And it has two red eyes, but these ones are practically like rolling and popping in their sockets. You can see from the distance. So then those two stop, and the two on either side both let out howls at once. As in, they use the move howl. Oh. They are the fastest things on the field. Uh, Liliana, you can see, even like in the kind of the darkness, you can kind of see the one that seems a little more crazed drawing in its breath to do something as well, but you are slightly faster than it is. Okay. Um, so I'm up. Yes, you are up. Okay. Alright, so then I am going to. Oh no, where'd I go? Um, I'm going to activate World of Darkness. Um, oh, I suppose I should read that because I guess I haven't used that before. You have not. Um, no. You create a zone of shifting darkness and a burst to around you, which persists until the end of the encounter. All targets without dark vision attacking from or into the shifting darkness receive a minus three penalty to accuracy. You may count shifting darkness as complete darkness for the purposes of activating your living shadow, which I do also have. Mm -hmm. As a static effect, you can also gain the dark vision 
capability. Oh, okay, so you have dark vision. In other words, rather than just uh, shifting shadows and kind of darkness and those glowing red eyes, you see these Lycanroc, which are uh, wolf-like creatures that are standing up on two legs. Uh, their tails seem to come around their body and create like a crest or a crescent around them. And they're kind of standing up on two legs, but their their forearms are a little longer, so they're hunched over. And they're sitting there and watching you. They have red and white patterning on their bodies. Um, you notice the one that hasn't moved yet, the one that seems a little more crazy, there are black veins under its fur, as you can see, kind of like popping out. Mm. Okay. Yes, okay, so you activated World of Darkness, which I believe is a standard action. Perfect. So you can move as well, if you wish. Okay, so... I am going to... So, okay, so wait. So with Living Shadow... Yes. Um, let me get back to that. Nope, not inventory. That doesn't make any sense. With Living Shadow... So now that I've activated World of Darkness, does mm-hmm. it still only go within X meters? Yes, because you aren't in complete darkness. It's still twilight. Mm, okay. Uh, so burst. So, so you get within two meters, because that's where your shadow is. Okay. Sounds good. And, oh, does that, if there are teammates within those zones too, would they get hurt? Only if you attack them. Okay, cool, cool. In that case, I am going to do, yeah, we'll do faint attack. Um, that's a standard action. You already used your standard to activate World of Darkness. Oh. So you can move now. Oh, I can only move. Yes. Oh. Nah. <laughs> I'll stay where I'm at. Okay. That one... That was going, it goes back and it howls as well, louder and a little more angrily than the others. He's getting himself pumped. Professor Sneeze, you're up. Um, can I see with this darkness that's happening? Um, you can see kind of shadows. And there's there. And, uh, you can see Liliana just just went completely dark. And around her in two meters, because she just, like, created a bomb of darkness. Gotcha. You can see enough to target them. Very good. Uh, I'm going to target the one that uh, just went, or that just held last, the crazy one. Okay. Um, I'm going to power up my hair muscles and use the try attack. Okay. Here we go. And that's a four to hit. Five to hit, sorry. That just hits. Oh, good. Okay. That's not confident in that. 32 normal special damage. 32 normal special damage. We subtract defense, and then we do uh, mm, weakness. No, right? sorry, 42. 42 normal special. Yeah, subtract defense, then weakness resistance, correct? I think so, yes. Every time I ask, but... Sure. Yes. Okay. Subtract defense, then weakness. Okay, then that mm-hmm. did 14 normal physical damage. Oof. Did not give it an injury. And so it kind of... Uh, you actually see, as the thing fires towards it, it just snaps at it. And so it actually bites the, the tri-attack and just kind of like gets hit with it and just ignores it. It's just like snapping at whatever gets near it. I'm going to back up. <laughs> All right. And try to get away from the majority of them, I guess. Yep. Okay. So you back away a bit. Uh, Shmoopy is up. All right. Shmoopy, uh, make it rain. So Shmoopy is going to use rain dance. Shmoopy kind of undulates and it just starts to pour. There, which makes darkness a little more interesting. Um, Professor Sneeze, are you glowing? No. Okay. No, I'm trying to get away from them and hide. Then what I'm going to say is due to a rain clouds coming down and starting to rain, 
Um, the field is now in complete darkness. Ooh, so you can see the glowing red eyes. Liliana, that means your living shadow effect act, um, comes into action now because it's complete darkness. Um, and it's very hard to see. That does mean, uh, Professor Sneeze, unless you do something to give yourself light, you're going to be uh, blinded most rounds. Gotcha. Which is a minus six to accuracy rolls. Sorry. Okay. No, that's okay. I think glow... Is that a free action? It is a capability, so yes. Okay, so like, it could I, theoretically, on my turn, turn on my glow, attack, and turn it off, and then get away? I mean, I guess I'd be moving in complete darkness then, so that'd be... Yes, I will say so. Okay. I will allow that. So. Okay, uh, trigger is up. I want him to attack the crazy-looking one, and I want him to... Um, I'm going to have him use Karate Chop. Okay. Roll for accuracy. I got a six. <laughs> okay. Uh, he's still attacking in complete darkness, which gives him uh, problems. So the, the crazy one is able to dodge to one side. Oh. is attacking in darkness, which is difficult to work with. Yeah, All right. The two other Lycanrocks, seeing that they've been kind of ignored, um, are not happy. Um, and so both of them pick up big rocks from the ground and chuck them at Trigger. Because oh. he's the most physically imposing of the group who's out at the moment. Yeah. Um, they both hit. The first one does 52 rock physical damage. Oh, no, 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 no. Sorry. It does 44 rock physical damage. I rolled the wrong dice. 44 rock physical damage. And the second one does... Uh, 48 rock physical damage. And I do those damages separately, yes, correct? Separately. I don't... 44, okay. then 48. Rock is good. Nice. I didn't realize fighting resistant rock. That's nice. I don't know if I remember that. I know that fighting is super effective against rock, which we're probably going to be playing on that Uh, Trigger's at 54 HP. So did you gain an injury from both of those? So no, Trigger's kind of bad takes both those hits. Keeps on moving. Liliana, you're up. Let's do Thief, actually. Okay. On which one? Um, I'll do it on uh, whichever Lycanroc looks more beefy. Okay. Oh, and no, I won't. That's a two. Two. All right. Yeah. Uh, it probably ends up being the crazy one because that's the biggest, and that seems to be the biggest and the strongest of them. And uh, basically, a shadow version of yourself rises up. But you haven't quite got the hang of how to keep it together, so it falls apart just before it hits the Great Lycanroc. Mm. You're still putting okay. it together. But that it's that one's turn. Um, and the only one who's hit it so far is Professor Sneed. Yeah. <laughs> but, that's the thing, but uh, Trigger went for it and, it, and missed. Can't see me. I'm invisible. It has dark vision. <laughs> All right. Uh, it actually spins and goes for a bite on Trigger. It's just kind of going nuts. Uh, it hits and does 66, no, 64 dark physical damage uh, and flinches. They're all just high enough to flinch. Oh, yeah. That's not good. So it just kind of spun and clamped down on Machoke's shoulder. And so Trigger's kind of working to get it off of it. And that's his flinch action. Oh, yep, he got an injury that time, and he's down to yeah, 27 okay. HP. Oh, no. 
Alright, Professor Sneeze, you're up. Um, Alright, I'm going to use a weather ball on that, uh, that crazy one. Weather ball, okay. Powering up the hair muscles, and here we go, it's rainy, so... Yes. Uh, that's a 19 to hit. That hits. Um, alright, so that's gonna be... Oh, and it's water type too, isn't it? Yep. Hold on. Uh, 36 water special damage. 36 water special? 36 water special. Okay. It's going to do 32 water special damage, which is just barely enough to give it one injury. Ooh, alright. Hit it with the water, it kind of knocks back from it, and its crazy eyes just snap to Professor Sneeze. <laughs> I try to hide behind a tree. Okay. <laughs> Make a stealth check if you want. Oh, don't ask me to do that. Okay, here we go. Five. You say what you want to do when it happens. <laughs> um, <laughs> you, you do try to hide behind a tree. <laughs> it definitely knows you're there. There's another RPG podcast I listen to where the GM frequently says, you can try anything. Yep, true, yeah. <laughs> you can try anything, and then you will not succeed on most. But <laughs> you can try anything. All right, uh, Shmoopy is up. Okay. Uh, Shmoopy is going to use Brine on the same one. Okay. Um, since it has taken an injury, I'm assuming it's under 50% of its HP. Uh, it is at 50% of its HP. Uh, okay. So I count that as under 50. I count that as under okay. 50. It's just amazing that it was exactly at. That is, that is. Okay. All right, here we go. Rolling, rolling, rolling. That's an 18 to hit. That hits. Sweet. Those say so rolling, roll high. <laughs> 66 water special. 66 water special damage? Yep. That does uh, 77 water special damage, mm-hmm. Hold on. which is enough to give it two more injuries, and would normally faint it. Uh, oh. So uh, Shmoopy rears back and blasts out this brine, which just slams into the thing. You see it go falling and tumbling down, and Professor Sneeze, it is too dark for you, um, but okay. Liliana, you see the veins pulse under its skin and then it just rises back up and kind of like flips forward to look at Shmoopy now. Uh, Trigger is uh, is flinched so we go back to the top of the round. Um, The Lycanarchs actually see the other two Lycanarchs actually see their big guy fall down and they look over at Shmoopy now. (laughs) No. Knocking them and they kind of rush towards Shmoopy. One of them Scrapes the ground, pulls up a handful of dirt, and tosses it at Shmoopy using sand attack. Um, and it hits, so Shmoopy is blinded until uh, the end of their next turn. So that's a minus six to attacks. Hmm. And then the other one spins around, and it just goes for a bite on Shmoopy. And it no. hits. Bite is such a and it does a uh, 44 dark physical damage and flinches. Oh, they're rolling well. Dark physical, you say? Dark physical, yes. Um, four four. Yeah. Okay, that's exactly a third of Snoopy's hit points. Snoopy's down to 67. Okay, that's that. Um, next up is Liliana. Uh, yeah, that that one, the the 
crazy one looks much the worse for wear, but has just gone completely nuts. Huh. <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't mind having it, but I don't know if that's maybe possible at the moment. It's up to you to try. Crazy. Yeah. I really... You can try throwing it. Oh, why not? I'll try using an Ultra Ball. Okay. Ooh. Oh, accuracy break. Oh, that's a 20. Nice. Yeah. All right. Awesome. So um, now roll 1d100. Uh, let me... Okay, so that was 40. Okay, 1d100. And then since it's an Ultra Ball, subtract 15 from the roll. So my mind is broken. That's 25. Minus 15, yeah. so 25, yeah. And then since you rolled a 20, subtract 10 from the roll. So 15. Yep. All right. So ball closes. Shakes once, shakes twice, shakes a third time. A, a hint of blackish energy runs over the ball. Ding! Congratulations. You've captured a level 30 male Lycanroc, Midnight. Uh, under notes, so right below its picture, put Ravager, um, and it is at negative 32 HP. Cool. Okay. Okay, so that one has vanished. Which means it would have been its turn, but it is no longer its turn. Professor Sneeze, you're up. All right. Um, there are the other two left, right? Yes. I'm gonna just try attack one of them. Um, okay. The one that uh, bit Schmoopy. Perfect. That's gonna be. Ah, you get off my baby girl. <laughs> That's an 11 to hit. That hits. 36 normal special. 36, you said? 3-6? Yep. 3-6. Normal special damage. That did 13 normal special damage, which is not enough to give it an injury. All right. That means it is Shmoopy's turn, but Shmoopy is flinched. So it is Trigger's turn. Okay. Uh, let's do... We'll just go with another karate chop. Michael, was there one that you wanted to catch in particular? Or do you want to catch one? I wasn't looking to catch one, necessarily. So, okay. go crazy. <laughs> Woohoo! <laughs> Alright, we'll go with the one that looks um, better. Yeah. With the karate chop. Yeah, only one of them is injured, so it'll be the other one. Yep. Yeah. Only one of them is hurt. <laughs> I rolled an 18. <laughs> so that's a critical is. hit. <laughs> yeah, even with the minus 6, that's a hit and a crit. Yeah. Cool. So, roll double damage. 46 plus 42. I'm sorry, what was that? 46 plus 40? 42, yes. 42. So, 56 fighting physical. 56 fighting physical? Yes. That did 66 fighting physical damage, which is enough to give this Lycanroc two injuries immediately. Not quite enough to faint it. Mm-hmm. Enough to just slam and give it two injuries. So... Uh, Trigger is just kind of tired of this. He spins around, catches one of them in the throat. It goes, goes down to get back up. It's like, um, and you see the two Lycanroc, they kind of look at where the Pokeball just went down, look at each other, look over at... Uh, there's kind of a look in both of them. Like, one of them, the one that just got hit by Trigger kind of looks at him speculatively, and the one that uh, has only been hit once by Professor Sneeze is looking at Schmoopy. Mm. And they seem to make a decision and just split. Oh. And they start running in either direction. That does mean that Schmoopy and uh, Trigger can make attacks of opportunity if they so choose. Yeah. Schmoopy would uh, brine it. Nope. That uh, attack of opportunity is a struggle attack. Oh, a struggle attack. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, yeah okay. why not? Okay. 
So accuracy first. Eight. <laughs> trigger got a three. Okay, so <laughs> Trigger misses and his runs off. Uh, uh. Razor Sneeze, uh, your uh, Shloopy hits. So roll damage. Okay. Um, 31. Normal oh. physical. Uh, that did 10 normal physical damage. Hmm. So it kind of hits that and it doesn't even stumble. It just looks back and you hear it laughing. Like the dog like laughter as it runs away. Instilled! <laughs> they run off. That was not how I wanted the evening to go. That was it's all close. your fault for being so slow. Hey, I helped hey. us find Charlie's trail. Come on. Yeah, whatever. Grunge and I could have taken care of it. Right, Grunge? Sure you could have, but... <laughs> And she's just welcome. panting happily. <laughs> well, anyways, let's get some rest because you look terrible. Well, I'm all wet. <laughs> and whose fault is that? I was helping. Now and we so can't start a fire. Sure we can. <laughs> I've got a lighter and and I've got... It's still another can, like here, 20 my... seconds before the rain stops. Here's my hair so we can, we can have some light. <sighs> Whatever you say. And she returns. Uh, all right. Just kind of settle in. Okay, uh, for Charlie, uh, you go into this house. And it's kind of a little house. That's it's one of the ones that are intact. And this thing a little to the side of uh, the Pokemon Center. And as you open the door, like kind of a bell rings on top of it, and you hear an older uh, feminine voice say, "Oh, just a moment. I'm just finishing up over here." And uh, a woman comes in, tired-looking woman with. Um, brilliant gold hair kind of streaked through with gray now and uh definitely so definitely uh from the chan side bright uh silver eyes as well she's kind of uh maybe younger than professor sneeze but still uh, in that age range 50s 60s possibly and uh, she comes forward and says oh all right who's been hurt this oh i don't know you uh, no, uh, you don't. I just, uh, I was coming through uh, and trying to go home and follow. Have you seen a Blaziken, by the way? Like, has, probably not. Um, Hi, I'm Charlie. P- perhaps you should sit down. This may be a long story to tell on both ends. And I think that's all the time we have for this week. <laughs> Thank you for joining us this week. You can find us online at tapsradio.org slash Pokemon dash rollout, on Twitter at Podcast, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Rollout. Join our Facebook group, the Pokemon Rollout Tap Room. As long as you're not a robot, we'll approve your request to join. There you can join in the conversation with creators and fans and become a part of the Pokemon Rollout community. Also, follow our network on Twitter, at Tapster Radio, and check out some of our other great shows at tapsterradio.org, like Intermission, Michael and Ethan in a Room with Scotch, Freddy Goes to a Podcast, and Us Play Fiasco. A special thank you to Rocco W for our theme music, Electric Donkey Muscles, and feel free to check the show notes for the other music and sound effects used in this episode. Once again, I'm Nick, and you can follow me on Twitter at PokeRollNick. I'm Paul. On Twitter, you can find me at ProfSnag. And as always, come hang out with us in our Discord as well as our uh, Facebook taproom. Uh, always love to chat with fans there and uh, do fun things. <laughs> I'm Michael. I'm on Twitter at M-G-L-I-L-I-E-N-T-H-A-L, uh, as well as the Discord and the Pokemon Rollout taproom in Facebook. And I'm Lydia, and you can follow me on Twitter at LIL underscore Shadow8, and you can also find me in those other places, too. And you can follow me on Twitter at BehindYourEyely. That's behind your E-Y-E-L-I. If you like what we do here every other week on Pokemon Rollout, tell a friend, retweet us, and especially please rate us on Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
If you really like us, donate to us on Patreon, patreon.com slash pokerollpodcast, and get some sweet rewards. Special thanks to our patrons, Box Cheese, Nathan Jester, DGZ, Dr. Audino, Gregory Lopez, David Harshman, Rob, Mark Smith, Froxis, Anelli T, Legendary, Eric Lonquist, Azure Spider, Peter Stadmuller, Michael, Richie Kammer, Tim Jacobson, Ursa93, and Terry Pfau. You guys are awesome, and we can't say it enough. We really appreciate all that you, the gentle listeners, do for us. Thanks for listening, and we'll catch ya later. Bye! <sighs> Bye! <laughs>